Hello. Oh, hey, How's everything? How are you doing? I'm fantastic. We're having good days over here. How are you, newlywed honeymooner? I, I am so great. So welcome back to this episode of Queer Black Girlfriends. Woo-woo. So yes, I am a newlywed now. So I am doing great. Still on a high. Hope to continue this on. So yeah. What yes, about you? Yes. Really? How you gonna just gonna skip past all that stuff? <laughs> how about you, ma'am? Excuse me, how was the honeymoon? Uh, Give a recap magical. of the ceremony or something. Give us some razzle dazzle, Brittany. <laughs> so the <laughs> ceremony was very small. It was intimate. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to have it any under other way, unfortunately. My co-host missed, not missed, <laughs> she her flight was canceled, so I definitely wish she was there, but she was not. So she was there in spirit. Um, so small, intimate, mm. definitely um, everything that I would have, that I love. Um, and then we went on a honeymoon that was, it was just amazing. It was hot. It was great. It was the beach. All you need is to give me is food, beach, hot. I'm great. I don't need <laughs> shit else. Beach, hot. That's it. <laughs> Look, and then you come back to fucking 45 degree weather. Oh. I don't need, just take me back. Take Leave me that back. place. But I have lots of things to be thankful for. So I am, I'm happy. So that's just the good part. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And yeah, sitting at that airport, girl, texting Brittany about the board the flight, girl. I just got to the airport. Mm-hmm, I've arrived. Your flight has been canceled. Excuse me, what? I was so distraught. Oh, I texted dang. the I know. It's like I texted the airline as they texted me that the flight was canceled. Baby, oh my God, they canceled my flight. <laughs> For them to respond and say, hey, these messages don't go anywhere. I'm like, oh my God, I'm distraught. <laughs> no. Like we're definitely no. going to do a redo, so you'll definitely be there. Okay. So, sis, what is the topic today? The topic today is one of my most favorite things. Um, so y'all know I'm a lifestyle and relationship coach and I damn near want to rebrand myself to also be a self-love coach because goddamn, I love myself. I'll be talking to myself. I'd be like, girl, you are so pretty. You was beautiful. I'd be doing TikToks. I'd be like, I look phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I wasn't looking for any. I forget what it says, but I did it like 50,000 times the other night. Um, even though for me, self-love isn't just like, <laughs> the outer appearance and all that good stuff. I think it plays a lot into it though, because self-love always gets turned into this. Oh, well, because you're aware of yourself and you love yourself, you also now have to be humble. Ah, I don't have to do any such fucking thing. Okay. Self-love to me is what self-love is to me. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. It's your own journey. Um, so we're going to get into some of that stuff today. Do, do, do. Um, but first, you have an activity for us, right? You've got a, a meditation. Give us that, and then I'm, we're just going to question and answer and chit-chat. I, like, just like India, which is kind of like why we connected, I am a self-love coach, but I am more of a sharing my experience, um, just like on a, just a broad scale, because self-love has gotten me so far as a woman um, and just in my different relationships, my career, um, platonic relationships and romantic relationships. Um, so we'll talk about that. But this self-love meditation has helped me several times. Um, 
And I also have a book recommendation, which we both love. I am reading yeah. a book right now called The Super Attractor. Um, and it's something that I already did prior to having the words to describe what it is. But basically, it's um, when a negative thought comes into your head, you basically block it out. So I kind of think of it like karate. That sounds so weird. But you're just basically, as soon as it comes in your head, you're just like, no, like get out. Um, so the exercise basically is for the meditation. I'm calling it the self-love meditation. You're going to sit in a quiet space. Um, it's important to focus on your breathing. Um, before you even think about meditation, um, even you, it goes all the way back to how the monks practice. You focus on your breathing. Um, so once you're in a calm, serene state, um, you start to let the good thoughts flood into your mind. Um, the good positive thoughts about yourself, the good things you love about yourself, your mind, you know, things you give other people, what you're good at, your your career, your, being a mother, um, being a daughter, being a friend, all of those good things. Um, and as soon as a negative thought comes into your mind, like I said, you find something good to replace it with, or you just automatically say, no, get out. So from the book Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein, she has a, three steps that work very well. The first one is you notice the thought. The second one is you forgive the thought. And the third is you choose something again to put you in a joyful mind um, mindset. So I implore you to try this meditation. It's very, very, very helpful. Um, but like I said, initially, if keeping your keeping your, your mind quiet at first initially is hard for you, just focus on your breathing. And then after you focus on your breathing, um, just focus on letting the good thoughts flood in. And then if you have nothing joyful to replace it with at the time, just say no and just try to kick the thought out of your mind and replace it with something that's good. So I hope that is helpful for you as it has been helpful for me. Oh, my gosh. I love that. The super attractor just came up in my Pinterest. Um, I have a little <laughs> book collection there. So I'm like, yes, I saw it on your Instagram that you were reading super attractor and was like, I hope she brings some of this when we record. And you do. Oh, I love her. Love, 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 love her. See, I've just I've just come to know this, this Gabby Bernstein lady, but I think she was in another <laughs> book that I'm mm -hmm. listening to. I think she may have been mentioned in um either Steal Like an Artist or that or the Sharon Salzberg Real Love book. Hmm. But either way, she was she's on my on my book reading list. So I love it. And I can't wait to use this practice the next time that I'm feeling a little bit, you know flustered good good okay. all righty well it's time for you to kick it off or we're going to talk about all things self-love our journeys with self-love and then how we use them how we use self-love every day and like she said earlier it's not a superficial thing or um like a like a um, something that has to do with the physicality of us but mm -hmm. more um that the inner being of us so we'll talk about that as well so first question that I want to ask is how old were you when you first became aware of, you know, self-love journeys and wanting to be on a self-love journey yourself? Um, my journey initially just starting out, started off as healing mm -hmm. and then veered off to specifically um, self-love. So I was about 26 or 27. Um, I knew I needed to heal a couple of things, but it was I had a lot of negative self-talk. Mm. Um, so that is where self-love came 
um, it was huge for me because I can't talk positive positively to myself if I don't love myself. Um, so that is where I began my journey. And honestly, me, my journey became, um, I started with just meditation. So mm-hmm. I bought two books. One, the first one was the Acts of Faith by, I never can pronounce her name right. Ilana, Ilana, and y'all, and y'all. fix my life lady. Yes. Her. Ayanla. Okay. Ayanla. Yeah, I can never pronounce her name right. <laughs> and then the other lady is Melody uh, Beetle. Those mm-hmm. two books are basically really good for guided meditations. In the beginning, guided meditations are great because your mind is just, it, it's really programmed to wander. You can't really, well, for me, I can't focus. It's not something that we were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used those two books and a lot of things came up that I needed to work on. So that is how I started my uh, self-love journal. And then uh, I said journal, journey. And then I started journaling. So anytime I had a negative self-thought about myself, I would write it in the journal and then I would break it down. Mm-hmm. Is it something that I don't love about myself or is it something that just doesn't align with society? And it kind of helped me figure out my thought pattern. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to like pause my question right here because I think that's a really good exercise or like activity for Mm -hmm. our listeners to do or the members of our community to do. So have a negative thought, have a journal, write that negative thought in that journal and then break it down. I think that's like almost like when people tell you, okay, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? You're like, I have an answer to the what the worst thing is that could happen. It's this. And then I say, okay, well, now that you know what the worst thing is, your brain can then begin to think, okay, well, if that does happen, you know, what can I do? Where can we maneuver so that, you know, we can lessen as much of the the pain as possible? So, yeah, boom, bonus activity, meditation and a journaling (laughs) practice. I just, Brittany, dropping gems. Love it. Okay. The Inquisition continues. So. You say that you're like 26, 27. Now, back mm-hmm. then, I didn't know you. We've known each other for like two years now. Best two years mm-hmm. of my life, BT Dubs. Anyway, <laughs> were you dating then? Like, how did, okay, you said that you had to heal, and that's kind of how it began. What were you healing from? Was it like a relationship, or were you just like, no, forever alone, I'm healing from this negative self-talk of, I'm not going to find my person. Like, what was it? Where were you? So I was diagnosed with cancer in 2015. So I had a lot of, um, my faith wavered with God a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how I could get cancer at 25 years old and I was healthy. You know, I had lost a lot of weight. Um, I hadn't, there was nothing wrong with me. It wasn't anything hereditary. So I just, my faith was just like, what? Kind of like a woe is me thing. Like what Mm -hmm. the hell? Like, I just don't understand. Um, So just kind of defining who God was to me was the initial, the initial action. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I had, I had ended, I had two ended relationships in 2015. So while I had cancer, I was in two different relationships mm-hmm. and it wasn't like anything profound. I just wanted to know, like, what do I need to work on? Like, mm-hmm. I know that I don't need to be with these two people. It's not that, but there's something going on with me where I keep attracting certain kinds of people. And I want to know how to heal that and move forward. Um, so I can find someone that aligns with who I am. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to ask you the same question. When did your self-love journey start and why did it start? Mm, I, honestly, I would say my self-love journey probably started just a couple months ago. Um, because before 
I would call that journey that I was on maybe like personal development or like personal growth. I was reading a lot of mindset books, a lot of psychology books and not really working towards understanding myself to be like to like to hold myself compassionately or like, you know, to extend myself grace or to love on myself or anything like that. It was like, no, we're reading this book so that we can get better at this or we can you know, be a high achiever. These are the seven things that the high achievers are doing. You know, this is the capitalist code. This is what all of the brokers and the the people on the stock market, this is what they're doing. Like it wasn't a self-love journey per se, but I feel like if you start this journey, it probably starts off with, um, or it could start off with personal growth and development first. And then once you start seeing the same themes and stuff, it turns into, okay, well, I know that I'm this type of person. I'm aware that I have these natural skills and abilities and talents. I know that these are the places that, you know, could use my strengths the most, but is that all that I am? Like a, a high performer or a high, high achiever or a strategic person, a futuristic person, like what else is there to me? And so my books started to change into books that are like a little bit more compassionate of self and reflective, mm-hmm. autobiographical. Um, it's so funny because I don't think this book is really like a self-love book. And maybe it is The Girl, Wash Your Face, Rachel uh-huh. Hollis. Uh-huh. That was the first book that I would I would categorize. <laughs> That's as a funny. Self-love book. Because my first book was this one. You are a badass. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just read that one. Oh no, yes. or was it at, at making money? I think it was your badass at making okay. money, which was still phenomenal. I mean, yeah. my God, that lady Jin Shinchiro can write. Yes, that was that's so funny. Self, and you're right. Self improvement is initially it, it's the first. It's the kind of like the first step because you don't know what to improve on, so you just go to mindset books, self improvement books, and then you start to venture off into what you really need to work on. Hmm. Um, so you're definitely right about that. Yeah. So I'd say a couple months ago, a couple months ago, because even then, that's all I'll say. I don't think I would categorize that as a self-love book. But then you start, you know, getting into the Sharon Salzberg books, Real Love. And um, I've got the other one, Loving Kindness. And it's mm-hmm. like, these are the self-love journey books because it's asking you questions about yourself and why, you know, why you treat yourself that way, why you hold yourself that way, why your relationships are like that, it it's more inward and mm-hmm. that that happened just a couple months ago. So twenty seven, early, early twenty seven. Okay. So about the same. Mm-hmm. Um and just for reference, so I am thirty one, about to be thirty two in oh Lord, October, November uh, in January. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you count the months down like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't, me getting older doesn't scare me. Like death doesn't scare me. So it's just like, I just, sometimes I've been forgetting how old I am. (laughs) Oh, how interesting. Can we talk about death in another episode? I'm so morbid. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, and it's so funny because people, just depending on how you were raised and how you look at life, you look at different things. You look at things completely different than most people, because I mm-hmm. think of death as reincarnation. I don't think of it as an ending, which is why I don't want to be buried. But yeah. that's a conversation for <laughs> another <laughs> episode. <laughs> so I will ask you another question. Um, what do you think makes you unique? Um, 
Okay, so I talked a little bit about this on episode one. So if you already heard episode one, then you know what I'm going to say. If you haven't, <laughs> go on back to episode one because I chat about it. Um, I'm going to continue that answer, though. So back then I said my unique thing is how I think and the way that I talk to myself in my mind, like how I see things all the way through to the end, even if I'm not going to stick to it all the way then. Oh, all the way until then. So I would say my unique thing in continuation of that conversation would be I, I am a believer. I am I am a true, true believer. I think I can do all the things I want to do. I think I can be all the things I want to be. Like, I think I can do it or I believe I believe I can do it. And that now there's a difference between believing that I can do it wholeheartedly and then doing it. Now, I sometimes get, you know, caught in the crosshairs of believing and then becoming, which in some cases I'm fine with because, you know, as a manifesting generator, I'm I'm popcorning ideas and I'm taking them as far as I want to take them or I'm willing to take them. And I'm learning not to treat myself bad um, after finding out that that's my human design and all that good stuff. But <laughs> that that definitely, I think, would be my unique selling point, I believe. I can do all the things. I can be all the things. I think differently. I think very narrative about myself. Is that a word? Did I use that right? I don't know. <laughs> My wife is shaking we'll her work. head because she she's the biggest <laughs> hater. It's truly your spouse. <laughs> Look, I know what you're saying, so we'll we'll take it. See, Brittany understands me, and this is why we're in love, you know? <laughs> Oprah and Gail love, and who knows if they're actually together? Who knows? Mm-hmm. She is crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to question you now. So what? Okay. Ooh. Okay, yes. So originally, I was immediately going to be like, okay, well, Brittany, what do you do every day that's like an act of love? And I was like, India, that might be, you know, coming on a little bit too hot. But now there mm-hmm. were like four questions in. What are some daily things? <laughs> what are some daily things that you do? Um, it could be a habit, something that you do like habitually, or it could just be like, you know, I just find myself waking up with the sunrise and that's my my self-care. I don't know. Tell me the thing. Uh, so I was a lot more rigid in the beginning. Um, Cause I needed a lot. I needed a lot more things. <laughs> now I'm more, I'm in the flow. So in the beginning, I will tell you what I did in the beginning. I would wake up, I would get my coffee. Um, first thing I would do was just, I would say out loud what I was grateful for. Cause it kind of just shifted my mood. Even if I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, it would just shift my mood. So I would just say three or four things I was thankful for, um, get my coffee. And then I would, I always like to sit outside if it's warm and I would get one of my books that I mentioned um, and then I would find a guided meditation, would breathe through it. I would meditate on it. And then I would write in my journal any of the thoughts that popped into my head that were negative. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, um, I don't do it every day. I just do it when I need to. Um, I do more practical things now for myself. Like I said, so one after a while, the things become second nature. Your awareness is heightened. So now I know mm-hmm. I'm I am equipped with the tools to help myself. So now I just get up and I get my coffee and I just I just breathe and I just I just take time for my I don't know as soon as a negative thought comes in my mind, I know how to get it out because I've mm-hmm. done it. I'm really, really good at it now. Now, does it work every time? No, 
sometimes I have to feel the feels for the day. Like um, I'll give you an example recently. Um, sometimes I'm triggered because, you know, um, and sometimes it's easier for other people. It's been a struggle for me um, lately. Like prior to I lost 120 pounds this round, it's not as hard. So even though I may kick those negative thoughts out, they may come back a little bit more just seeing things on social media or, or seeing other people's successes. And it's thing. It's just like, dang, it's really hard for me this time around. And I'm just having to learn how to reframe my mindset or just even rework my workout plans or my eating habits and things like that. So it's a constant. That's when whenever you hear someone say I'm healed, you you know they a damn liar. <laughs> because healing is a goddamn journey and it's up mm -hmm. and down. It's up and down. It's on a continuum because you're constantly trying to to you're trying constantly trying to work on yourself because you 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 do slip up, you get triggered. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just a mental awareness thing that you gotta keep working on. Um, so yeah. Is hmm. there anything since you're new on the journey? Um, what are you implementing now to keep yourself accountable and to keep yourself on the journey? That makes sense. So when I first, first started, it was, uh, gratitude is what I started off with. Um, of course we watched the secret. So, you know, they give you the formula of, I am so grateful now that, and it just started off like that. Um, but then it turned into me doing like breath work and gratitude and affirmations and daily self-care practices. And so as I was doing those four things, just writing them out, being present as I'm talking through them, it turned into like this journaling practice. And that's, it's the journal that I just released earlier this year, the 53 visualization and journaling practice, because it's like, it just kind of spiraled into this thing that had all of these other pieces to it. And I do, I did that every day. And then I was like, okay, well, in the middle of the day, I feel like I need a little check-in or reset or something like that. So then I added a midday mini to the journal where it's like checking in on those daily intentions that you set, checking in on those um, self-care practices. Have you done any of them yet? Um, that turned into the nightcap. Okay, well, now let's reflect over the whole day. So I did that every single day for like, had to be like six or seven months. And then I started to wake up just more joyful, more happy already my, my brain was like already programmed to think about those five things that I'm grateful for or three ways that I'm going to take care of myself today or you know three things that I intend to do that I choose to do for myself and for you know the betterment of me so I didn't have to write in the journal as often it's kind of like what you were saying like you know I, I did it if I feel like I needed a little bit more um practice with it but or not practice with it but if it was like a I need to hone myself in today because I'm feeling a little frazzled. I go back to my journal um, and I do that present day. But right now, today's version, India, I think I'm like focused on the balance of extending grace to myself in form of self-love and also not negotiating with myself. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it even if I don't feel like doing it and I'm not gonna, you know, try to put a bandaid over it and say, well, India, you know, you're just tired right now. And if your body's tired, you should, you should rest. And it's like, okay, India, yeah, you are tired. And you also said that you were going to work out. So 
you won't be tired once you drink this pre-workout. So <laughs> go drink your pre-workout. Like it's yes, you're gonna rest, but also you're gonna do what you said you were gonna do. No, yeah, we're no longer, you know, gonna do a hit workout. So if we had that plan, we're not gonna do a hit workout. We're gonna do some dynamic stretches or we're gonna do some yoga or we're gonna do some cardio, like we won't strength train, we won't do hit, but you're gonna work out. So and do something, yeah. I think that's where I am in my daily, my daily self, self-love journey. It's like, I'm just living it and, and finding the balance between, I feel like this and I'm honoring that feeling. And I'm also honoring the commitment that I made to myself by not negotiating with that version of India. And it's, it's been working out. It's been working out though. I did, I ate so much, not bad food, but I ate a lot of carb food um, <laughs> over the past, like I say, like two weeks and, oh, Boy, oh boy, these last two days in the gym have been days. <laughs> I mean, days. So, yeah. It's and me. It's you. I love that you said there's two major things. I love that you said extending grace, but also honoring your commitment. And I feel like honoring your commitment to yourself is just the epitome of self-love. Like mm -hmm. you are constantly putting things out in the universe I want this for myself. I need this for myself. So you have to honor yourself and commit to it. But also you, there are some days that you just don't want to, and it's okay. It just can't become a repetitive thing. So mm -hmm. I think grace is amazing. And I think grace is something that it's funny because self-love, I think people just really don't understand how vital it has been for me because self-love has even helped me extend grace to other people that I normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like another thing to, to rebound off of that, grace has helped me with, I mean, um, self-love has helped me with boundaries, okay. <laughs> like, because I, I'm not going to say I was a people pleaser, but sometimes I wouldn't say what I felt. Um, mm. and, and it seems like the more that I started to love myself, I was like, it's okay with not being liked. I'm okay with not being liked. I'm okay with you not liking what I'm saying. I'm okay with you not liking my decision. But I will, what I am going to say is that you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to cross this line. And that comes from me loving myself. And But awareness, mm -hmm. awareness is the key to everything. So, and I think people don't like that. I think people don't like when you are so aware and you know yourself so much that you're not, you're not going to step over this boundary. You're not going to, you're not going to cross me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I don't know if I told you I read that book um, dang what is it called her name is Natura uh, mm. the boundary book I, it came out earlier this year but I found out my boundaries um, from self love and just realizing this the journey that I was taking my boundaries are very rigid mm -hmm. as a way of protecting myself um, so I've definitely loosened up my boundaries with some people and other people they're going to be rigid for life I don't give a fuck <laughs> I don't fucking trust you. <laughs> I don't fucking trust you. Fuck you. <laughs> this is the real Britney Lacey. <laughs> Look, motherfuckers don't want to be real. I don't trust you. You gonna have strict boundaries. Other people though, like if I see that you're working with me, I'm loosen them up. I'm just mm -hmm. I. Another thing, <laughs> swear to God, I should write a list of what self love has helped me with. Um, my intuition. Ooh. And I think I have posted this. And it said something about being intuitive. I'm not mm -hmm. going to sit here and claim that I'm an intuitive, but I do have this thing where when my friends or someone pops into my head, 
I text them automatically Mm -hmm. because there's a reason why you popped in my head. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't, there's not by coincidence. So, and then most of the time they're like, how'd you know that I needed, like something was going on with me? How did you know I I was feeling some type of way? So my self-love of myself has just made me a lot more aware to trust my intuition and go along with it. So, yeah, I seen what you posted on Instagram. Hey, <laughs> are you okay? How are you? How'd you know I was crying? You witch bitch. <laughs> and that's what I got. My friend last week was like, did you sense something was wrong with me? And I was just like, no, I was just honestly checking up on you. But clearly I know why I was sent to check on you. Clearly. Now I'm tell not- me. Girl, and then that's why, and then if there really was something wrong with her, and I'm like, damn, I must really have a gift that I've been ignoring for Mm -hmm. so long. Like, that's crazy. Lean into it. Lean into it. I don't think it's crazy at all. I think it's very serendipitous. I think it's very fitting. That word, you should just get a shirt that says that word. It just sounds like you. And it it's so much better than oh what a coincidence what a coinky thing I know now. that's that's why I said I don't believe in coincidence I do believe in synchronicities I do believe in that mm-hmm. and I, that happens to me a lot like so many times and it happened to me when I was on vacation too and I was like what is God trying to tell me mm-hmm. like it was so weird so I sometimes try to connect the dots to figure out like what are you trying to tell me because it's not a coincidence that this came up three times today. Mm-hmm. How has self-love improved your body image? Ooh, okay. So, okay, okay. Started outside of the self-love journey. Again, had no idea. No idea. I was on a positive growth mindset, entrepreneurial journey at first, um, which when you do research on how to be an entrepreneur, one of the top three things that they're going to tell you to do is wake up early so that you can work out. Like, well, wake up earlier so that you can work out. And we did the, me, my wife, and my best friend, Lewis, did the 75 heart challenge earlier this year. We'd started and it's 75 days. So I forget what month we started, but I think it may have been March. And we went through April. And if you don't know what the 75 heart challenge is, it's the CEO, Alex something, had did this interview and was like, I bet two people won't finish this challenge that I'm about to say. And a girl, Riley, who happened to be living in Indiana, BT Dub, she's super cool, um, had came to TikTok and was like, this CEO gave us this challenge. She said nobody was going to finish it, but I'm going to start it. And she tells you the five rules that you have to follow for 75 days or you have to start all over again from day one. So for 75 days, the five rules that you have to follow is drink a gallon of water each day, Work out twice a day for 45 minutes. One of them has to be outside. Eat, well, find and stick to a meal plan. Cannot consume alcohol and you cannot have any cheat days or cheat meals. Read 10 pages of a nonfiction entrepreneurial, like positive mindset growth book. And then take a picture of yourself each and every day. Now you would think that with all of those things going on, the, the easiest thing to do would be take a picture. <laughs> when I tell you I would be taking pictures at like 11.52 11.57pm because I'm like I don't want to take no fucking picture I don't <laughs> like and even to this day my wife will post like progress pictures and they're like dang trees yeah girl your body looking good yeah your arms skin big this is this because they can see the before and after I'm like no bitch all you get is after because why 
because we that. need to see. We need to see your evolution, honey. You cannot you cannot hide. Cannot hide the progress. That's not fair. Listen. It was you know very what? Annoying. Your progress can help motivate someone else. And you know, I it has and the okay, so how that connects into my self-love journey and how I look at myself is by the end of that 75 hard challenge, girl, I was doing golden hour photo shoots in our new apartment. Like I was living my life. I'm like taking pictures now. I'm always, well, I was always in the mirror before, but now <laughs> I'm. <laughs> girl, I was like, there was a before. <laughs> I've, I've always been this bad, actually. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But before I feel like I would be like, oh, I'm not cute today. Like my face is puffy or I'm real bloated or I'm this. And it's like now I look at my body, even when it's bloated, even when it's like, dang, girl, you gained seven pounds. Shit. Like, how do you even gain seven pounds in two weeks? Like, is that is that a thing that I should be concerned about? Like all of these thoughts run through my head and I'm able to, you know, be compassionate with myself. Like, OK, yeah, your face is puffy, but I mean, you're still cute. Like mm -hmm. you just got raccoon eyes. Wash your face. Girl, wash your face. Like. I hear you. <laughs> I'm still face. beautiful. I as as mm -hmm. Rachel Hollis would say, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm still me. And just because it's different than what I expected me to look like when I look in the mirror doesn't mean that it's anything less. Um, I had this client earlier this year who had said something along the lines of, I can't think that I'm a bad bitch every day. Like I'm just not gonna look like a bad bitch every day. And I was like, oh. and she's going along like, you know, it's just not realistic. And I was like, hey, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Like, I think that is realistic. Do I think it's realistic for, you know, a regular person like you or me to wake up every day with the lashes and the permanent makeup, eyebrows and, you know, the toned lips? You know, no, not if not if that's not the standard of beauty that we want to live by. But every day, I, I think it's absolutely realistic and normal for you to look at yourself in whatever state whatever condition, whatever weight, however long of hair and think that mm. you're beautiful. You know, it's like the, what, what's that video that's going around and it's like, all right, rank yourself one, one through 10. And she like, I'm a 10. And, it, and the guy's like, no, like a 10 is like absolutely beautiful. Like you don't get no higher than 10. And she like, yeah, like I'm a 10. That's 10. Ass. Like I'm not changing my answer. Like you can be a 10 even when you're, you're puffy eyed and all types of stuff. So being a, having to take those pictures for those 75 days mm -hmm. gave me a just gigantic push into my self-love journey on the outside because you know how you kind of got to, especially not to throw shade to, to our sorority or anything, but the sorority that we're in, we are like, oh, yeah, they're known to be pretty girls and they do this and they do that. So it's really easy for you to get into the mindset of, OK, just superficially. I'm pretty mm -hmm. and I'm just going to say I'm pretty because that's what people are expecting. And now it's like, no, I'm pretty because I think I'm pretty. Like even when Trees is like, oh, baby, your outfit is cute. I'm like, girl, I know. I don't say thank <laughs> you or nothing because, girl, what am I thanking you folks? You're welcome that you can see me this beautiful <laughs> in this outfit. I hate you. <laughs> so hey, that's, that's that. <laughs> you. But you know what? You're absolutely right because I feel like bad bitch is a mentality. It, oh, it's yeah. not a, it, I'm so, I'm so huge on you, what do you think about yourself and not what you look like. What do you think about yourself? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's huge. It's important. It shows the way you walk, the way you talk, when you walk in a room for an interview, when you go on a date, it shows how you feel about yourself shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, 
And it's so crazy because I always say, I am not the baddest. I am not the skinniest. But you can't find a bitch that's going out with me. I think I am the shit. And, it, and especially intellectually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that rings motherfucking bells. Because motherfucker, I can make you way, I can get you more and make you more and whatever. Mm-hmm. Not based off my looks, because looks fade. But off my mind. You can't pay for that. Mm-hmm. You can't go buy a new brain. You can go buy a new ass. That's fine. But you can't go buy a new brain, motherfucker. Like, that don't make sense. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. We're selling it. <laughs> no, because I swear to God, our our new, this new generation, like, I'm not hating, but they're going to get your body done and fixing this and fixing that. And I'm like, I, I'm all about that. But what is your self-love and self-esteem like on the inside? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I, I want you to be the best that you want to be. But if you constantly talking about getting surgery and getting surgery and fixing, 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 there's something inside that can't be fixed. Yep. And you got to fix that first because then you'll stop looking for imperfections. Mm-hmm. Because when I, I don't even, you know what? And I stopped wearing a whole bunch of makeup just because I'm like, I think I'm pretty naturally. I can just enhance certain things, but I don't need all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not down in. Girl, and I'm not down on the women that do that. It's just like I've found ways that I feel like I'm amazing outside of that shit. Mm -hmm. And I want more women to do that. But it takes an amount of awareness and sitting the fuck down with yourself Mm -hmm. and taking the time to say, I like this about myself and I don't like this about myself. And I'd rather you do that than you just constantly trying to fix, 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 fix. That's mm-hmm. not how you really fix the inner self. And no, I'm not a, I am not a psychiatrist, but I'm going to tell you the work that I've done is amazing. I've done a lot of fucking good work on myself just by reading and being practical and mm-hmm. implementing meditations and talking to myself on how I want to improve the way I look at myself. When I look in the mirror, what do I see when I see Brittany? And I swear to God that that takes you farther than than cutting yourself. I open. think it's all about intentions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, because, you know, because you got to say this because, you know, I, I, I have psych. I have a psych background, too. I don't mean cutting yourself. I mean mm-hmm. having surgery. That's yes. Something superficial. Yes. So, yeah, I um. I think it I think it has everything to do with intentions all the way back down to self-love as a journey itself. It w- working with working with couples, I have to be very specific not have to. I get to be very specific with the language that I use with um with conversations about why they are wanting to change, right? Okay, you're going on the self-love journey. You've hired a personal trainer. You've hired me. You've hired a spiritual coach. You've hired all of these people. You've bought all of these books, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do this? What What's the intention behind it? What mm-hmm. are you choosing to be? Who are you choosing to be, you know, doing all of these things, reading all of these books, doing all of these meditations? I just want to be a better partner. Okay, yeah. so... Not to say that th- that's wrong, you know mm-hmm. how it's like there's better better ways to use your time, attention, and intentions. Mm-hmm. You striving to be a better partner is admirable. However, that puts the the quality, that puts the value, that puts the, the responsibility value. 
mm-hmm. your partner to see you to as measure a it partner. up. Yeah. So you'll you'll never if they're dead set on you're just a bad partner. I'm not gonna grow with you. I'm not reading. And some couples come in and it's like this drag me in here. I don't want to come here and talk to you. I don't mm-hmm. talk about this stuff. If you're in a if you're in a relationship that's like that and your intention is to be a better partner, it is a much harder battle. And it is a much longer self-love journey as opposed to somebody that's coming in like I've had really bad relationships in the past and I'm in this relationship and it can be really good. But right now I have things that I'd like to work through. So that's why I'm hiring you to go on this self-love journey because I want to know myself better so I can Mm -hmm. show up better. Like the intention behind that is you want to know you so that you can bring out the best in you. Not yourself. you want to know you so that you can see how it can fit into this better version of a partner that this person wants. How do you even know by the time we're done with this coaching relationship or this coaching program, you even going to still be with her? Basically. You know, yeah. and I tell my couples that y'all come up in here and I am a very honest coach. I don't make sense when I'm trying to be nice to y'all. I say that almost every introductory call, discovery call. If I try to be nice to y'all or be politically correct, beat around the bush, it comes out crazy. And y'all are like, Indy, okay, well, what's the question? What are you trying to ask me? Why do you want to be with this person? What makes them so special? What makes you want to start this journey right now of self-love? Like, And I want to hear the intentions behind it. Because even with like plastic surgery, I did not know plastic surgery was such a um, prevalent thing. Like a whole bunch of people apparently have gone Mm -hmm. into under the knife for different things and just in the past like two or three years i know like 10 people like Mm -hmm. personally i'm talking to you or i'm talking to my sister while you're talking to her and they're talking to each other like i know these people one degree of separation and their intentions i don't think are ever in the right place but if i was in a body say me and trees have have kids and it ends up being a miracle we've got triplets Mm -hmm. oh I'm going to work out. I'm going to do the things, but ain't going to be enough crunches that's going to get that fupa back together, baby. That's dead. And it's coming off. I am totally okay going into a situation and being like, hey, I love everything about my body. I don't feel that I have to embrace this because I have other options that I've explored. Doesn't mean I don't love myself. Doesn't mean that I don't think that I can do it or I'm not capable of the exercise and commitment that it takes. It's I can do 500 crunches or sit-ups or mm-hmm. hip dips and this isn't this isn't going to change so i'm gonna go talk to this doctor <laughs> get it scraped tucked stapled whatever the new thing is to get back into a body that i i can control fully and completely but again those are the intentions i'm not going in there because i'm not as cute or my booty ain't as big as britney's that's not why i'm mm-hmm. going in there i'm yeah. going in there because i just had three goddamn kids and there's not a sit-up in the world that's going to get that done and that's what I'm saying. I want more people to be aware. Of, and, and this has to do with society. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Yep. That That is the question that you have to ask before you do anything nowadays. Because we are so driven mm-hmm. by politics, by social media, by society. You, Beliefs. In order to be, yes, in order to become a better human overall, you have to practice kindness. But you also have to figure out, are these my beliefs or these just have they been ingrained in me? And that, I mean, some of it starts with religion. Some of it starts with just the way that our generational curses, what our parents taught us just to get by. And if we want to do better, 
We got to be better. And that comes with education and taking the time to figure mm -hmm. out who we are, not your last name and who your parents are. Who who are you? Because that changes. And, you know, me and my mom mm -hmm. have my family has conversations all the time. We don't agree. We love each mm -hmm. other. But the generations are different. And I'm way oh. more free when it comes to my thinking just about mm -hmm. the world and how we got here and, you know, where we're going. And you have to take that time to figure it out. I'm not saying that I won't ever get plastic surgery. What I'm saying is that I, you need to figure out the why, why are mm -hmm. you doing it? Because if you haven't made, you had have the awareness of, I don't love myself. Then you'll constantly be like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I want to do this. I'm going to fix this. And you're not fixing shit, but the outward appearance, cause you'll, Spirit is still tainted. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just being over here plump. Now I'm going to keep working out. Keep the booty. I'm keep a, the booty. I'm going to keep the booty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to work my ass off. And that, this has nothing like, you know, a lot of people have, uh, uh, of course, an increase. I've seen an increase in gastric bypass as well. Oh, yeah. Um, And again, I applaud these people because they're trying to take a hold of their lives, you mm -hmm. know. You back in the day, it was very, very, you, it was very, you, very strict requirements mm -hmm. to get a pediatric bypass. I feel like they've loosened up the requirements, but I mean, I applied any woman or man that wants to take the step out and, mm -hmm. you know, get healthier because it is hard. It's very hard to lose weight. I'm living in it right now. So I applaud you. Do what you got to do to have a second chance at life. Mm -hmm. But again, losing weight isn't going to fix. That spirit, baby. I'm just saying. It's very true. Because I didn't been 140 and I didn't been 230. If your spirit ain't right, your spirit ain't right. On the inside. Okay. That that heaviness ain't got nothing to do with them pounds, baby. That ain't got nothing to do with that White Castle burger. Okay. Eat it. Baby. It's fine. Listen, <laughs> That's a different heaviness. Heavy. Real heavy. Baby, you don't understand. You said, something, you said something that made me think about this conversation that me and Trees were having. We watched this video. I'm always watching a video. Oh, gosh, I need to put my phone down. Anyway, watching this video about this girl talking about how you can't keep going back to your parents for advice. And I was like, ooh, clickbait, bitch. Yes, you got me. And the <laughs> message... <laughs> The message was she was the first. Okay, she's not a millionaire yet, but she's she's damn close. She's like making a hundred thousand uh, dollars. She's got, of course, different streams of income, but she was talking about this one one hundred thousand dollar year or month or something that she was having, and that's what sparked her having this interview. And she was like, "The things that I'm going through now, my mom can't relate to. She has no idea. I understood at an early age that." My parents, my mom is, on, is only doing what she knows how to do. She's doing the best that she can do from what she knows. So if she don't know how to, you know, balance a portfolio and make sure that you've got diversification and all that stuff, then how, how would I ask her about money advice? She doesn't mm -hmm. spend her money the way I spend my money. She doesn't invest her money. She doesn't have the relationship with money that I have. So when I go to her, she's going to be giving me 
uh, advice coming from scarcity and coming from lack and coming Struggle. from mm-hmm. the belief that I ain't never going to have that much money. Why would Black. I ever need an accountant? Why would I ever need some? Why would I ever need a high yield savings account? I ain't got no savings account. up. I got a shoebox. I got a cookie jar. Like at a, at a certain point, if you are wanting to get somewhere that your family generationally has never been there, there's a period of disconnection and not not purposefully, you know, you're not intending to disconnect. You just can no longer communicate on that level because you're you're looking to grow. So you're looking for conversations and people that will help you grow. And your family kind of gets a little bit put on the back burner. But, you know, once you get there, I, I figure you, you know, you wrote back around. Or I hope, you know, that I wrote back around mm-hmm. as I go on this journey. But it was such a great conversation starter because I think that's a form of self-love too. being being able to know that I'm doing this for me and I understand that y'all may not get it it may feel differently but I think that's an unpopular side to to self-love and self-love journeys it's like it's your own and it can feel neglectful it can feel like you know, your attention is elsewhere and rightfully so. And, you know, so the people in your life then have the the decision to say, okay, well, I'll keep, you know, reaching out to Indy and seeing if she can talk or having mm-hmm. the relationship that you've had before, or, you know, y'all can morph and change together, I guess, you know, self-love yeah. journeys with other people are, are interesting. How's your, how's your self-love in, in terms of you being on a journey while also in a relationship and marriage now, my darling? You know what? Um, I'm going to piggyback off what you said about parents. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think you're absolutely right. And and my mother's a a perfect definition, like coming up and not even poor, but she, they made it. Yeah. And then when she had us, of course, having three kids, we were poor. Mm -hmm. And then she kept doing things, you know, went to nursing school, you know, doing all these things to make more money. So, of course, she's making them a lot of money like now and we're out of the house. But her mindset about what she is able to have now is mm-hmm. completely different than when she had us all in the house because of what you are um, able to see, what opportunities able to attract the experiences. So that mm-hmm. was an excellent point that you said. We only people only know what you what you experience. And where you're able to basically participate in. You you only know your level of perception of where you are right now. Yep. And a great way to get out of that is to have a mentor, mm-hmm. to hang out with people who are not in your tax bracket mm-hmm. or where are in a tax bracket that you want to be in. But again, another thing is you got to have something to offer. Yep. And I am off. I'm bad at I'm bad at this. I'm bad at getting out of my comfort zone to seek. Like I've had about three or four mentors specifically in nursing. But Mm -hmm. since I want to branch off to somewhere else, I have to open myself up. Um, And I I don't have anybody in my family that can help me in the spiritual realm or in the self-love realm that can get me, you know, help me with writing my book or anything like that. So I have Mm -hmm. to figure out all this shit on my own. And sometimes it is intimidating to try to find someone. But in order to be better, you got to do better and you got to find better. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm, perfectly fine with saying I don't know shit I did the same thing when I became a nurse I don't know shit you know Mm -hmm. more than me so but um going into my relationship um 
I will say that, and I tell her this all the time, I can give myself, I will give myself everything that I can. And I will ask of you what I cannot give myself. Ooh. And that has helped us tremendously because I'm not looking for her to, um, to make me happy. I'm not looking for her to, to give me something that she's unable to give me. And it, mm-hmm. that has been a process as well. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen overnight, but it becomes, it's very, you become aware of it because people go through their own shit. Mm-hmm. So I try to give myself everything that I can. And then if I, I can't get, I mean, I can't give myself quality time and affection mm-hmm. um, and date nights and stuff. So I make sure that I am, I am wealthy enough in my spirit and my love that I'm okay. And when I need more, then I can go to her, mm-hmm. but she's not drained because she's doing the same thing for herself. So of course, some of my practices have poured into her and some of her practices have poured into me. We exchange books Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely been healthy. Um, communication is always, it's going to be always an ongoing thing with every goddamn couple, just because <laughs> well, you boy, learn oh, it. you learning. It's not, it's not easy, but I will mm-hmm. say the self-love thing has definitely been instrumental. And I've also taught her about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm hell bent on them. Like I said earlier, but I've seen how they help her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely been helpful, uh, but we're still on the journey. So I'm hoping that it gets better and better and better, but just having that mind frame again, I can give, I'm willing to give myself everything and anything I can't give myself. That is what I will ask of you has definitely helped us. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So yes. Let me see what else hmm. I got on here. I have one How- question that I want to do at the end. Oh, a wrap. Okay. So yes. then I will just ask you, what has loving yourself improved? You can talk about your career. You can talk about your, um, your relationship Entire with your wife, life. your friendship, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's improved. Um, I think the self-love journey has been like so fun. It's been fun. And I keep calling it like an experience or an experimentation or discovery session because it's like I can almost see myself in a field and I'm just like searching and foraging and oh, oh my God, what is this? (laughs) Oh my God, like the set of Crazy Delicious. Have you seen that on Netflix? Hell no. What the hell? I'll talk to you off camera about what the hell this is. Crazy Delicious. Help me, Lord. That, okay, that's my self-love. That set is how my self-love looks in my mind. Um, look, it's I got to Google it now. It's the, it's the best set I think I've ever seen. And if I could live there, that that is what I would choose <laughs> because that's my self-love. It's like you've got all of these little nuggets and, and delicious morsels of things that are just everywhere if you open up your eyes and say, oh, that looks like I might can. Mm-hmm. I can. I can eat this. Like it's helped every aspect of my existence it's helped relationships it's helped my my belief systems because I think self-love has a lot to do with beliefs if you don't believe that you're worthy of love it's a it's a harder it's a longer journey you need more support or you'd benefit from more support so for it to be 
just all encompassing and touching everything. It's my whole life that my whole life, the books I read, the things I eat, the workouts that I do, um, it, it goes all the way down to not just taking care of the, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. So for me, self-love has started to become expressive verbally. Recently, I've noticed that when I'm not saying something that I feel like I need to say because my experience isn't the experience that I want to be having, there's something that happens with my throat. It's like the back of it swells up, it gets itchy, and it's like a, it's not painful, it's just annoying. It's like an irritation. Your throat chakra is blocked. My throat chakra is blocked. And once I say the thing or write the thing or record the thing, get through the thing, maybe drink some celery juice. (laughs) Like literally, that's all I do. I don't take any medicine. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't do anything. I used to telehealth or teledoc. And now I'm like, y'all ain't going to tell me nothing, but you on sage leaves. And I can do that on my goddamn own because I'm not taking those fucking antibiotics. I don't know what's in that shit. (laughs) So... I just move through it and mm-hmm. guess whose throat works just fine. Basically, it's it's a awareness of when it happens, why it's triggered, and what to do. Self-love journey. Mm-hmm. I would have not if I would have kept reading power set mindset books, great, and the art of this and you, it I don't think I would have gotten to that point. Like I needed Sharon Salzberg. I needed the courage to be disliked. Like I needed all of those things to understand the connection of, of self and of self love mm-hmm. and how it just tendrils, tendrils all over your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I, I'm, oof, and I am the same every every avenue, every avenue. I don't know what I would have done if I did not find it. So, what is your wrap up question? Okay, one. Word, Brittany. I am not freaking playing. <laughs> Here one you go word. with this. You know I can't figure one word out. <laughs> so just start going through the one words that you have in your mind now. <laughs> you must define your self-love journey. No, the current position you are in on your self-love journey in one word. Oh, I hate when you do this shit. <laughs> I feel something mischievous. <laughs> Literally, because I'm like, what the fuck? I got one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say copacetic. Ooh, okay, copacetic. I don't. I, I know the word, but I don't. Definition not on hand. I'm cool. I'm calm, and I'm collected. Yeah. I have every. I have all the resources that I need in order to thrive. And if I don't, then I know where to find them. But yes. I'm. I'm cool. I'm calm and I'm collected. So I would definitely say copacetic. Oh, I love it. Look at that. Perfect freaking word. This lady. <laughs> What's <amazing>. your word? <laughs> um, my word would be I have one for you too. <laughs> At least I'll help you with a goddamn word. <laughs> really? I don't I would um maybe something adjacent or synonymous with like just living like thriving like thriving yeah thriving (laughs) yeah that's what i had said thriving (laughs) 
<laughs> listen, tell Ashley. Listen, I'm sorry, y'all just did the did the legal thing. I just I'm gonna need it annulled. I go ahead and I divorce this lady, and we can just do this. We can listen, do this. I'm so lame. I'm about to look it up online and make sure my paperwork got there. <laughs> Let me make sure they know, okay? <laughs> oh, my God, oh. I didn't even ask you. Did y'all do last name changes? So I am going to change my last name to Allen, but I, girl, I can't be without my passport. So she's going to have to wait until my passport expires because you ain't about to have me out here without a passport, okay? But the you name know, behind six months. Dang. Yeah, you ain't about to have, I'm going to go somewhere. <laughs> I got somewhere to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, it expires next November. So, oh, that's uh, not May. I'm gonna give it up in May. But, but yeah, I I never have had a tie to my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nothing for me to give it up. Um, but I have a tie to my passport. So we are gonna wait for that. Okay, you can't catch me out here without no passport. This way, hilarious. Look, I had to get this shot to travel effectively. So you ain't gonna take my passport. <laughs> Oh, John. Okay, friends. It's been copacetic. Hey, Did I, right? Did I use that right? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. The outro is going to play all the important stuff, but basically follow us, love us, connect with us. Tell us all the things. Me and Brittany are so excited that y'all are here in our community joining us on this conversation. Drop anything that y'all want to talk about, like on podcasts, self-love, us, our friendship, just us individually or as married peeps. And we're here to answer those questions, engage with those topics. Brittany, you got anything? No, I definitely love this topic. It's amazing. Uh, Remember to follow uh, me at Temple Gems and me at The Real Coach India. Here she goes. It's time to go. She already acting up. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Queer Black Girlfriends. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or a question about a situation you want our thoughts on, please submit it by following the link in our bio on Instagram at Queer Black Wives. While you're there, make sure to follow me and Brittany at The Real Coach India and Temple underscore Gems, respectively. Lastly, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the easiest way to support the show. Love you, Kay. Bye. Bye.